Hello everyone, welcome to Revived Devos. Today's Devo is by R.A. Tori. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Psalm 14.1 I have taken, or rather, God has given me for my text, a very short one. I do not think you ever heard a sermon from a shorter text. It occurs several hundred times in the Bible. Indeed, open your Bible at random almost anywhere, and you will find my text somewhere on the page. It consists of only one word, but it would take all eternity to exhaust its meaning, and then it would not be exhausted. It is God, a word the height and depth and length and breadth of whose meaning no philosopher has ever fully apprehended. God is. The first thing the Bible teaches us about God is that God is. God is is only two short words, tremendous significance. God is. If that simple truth gets hold of your mind and heart, it will move and mold your entire life. It will determine your science. It will determine your philosophy. It will determine your daily life. It will determine your eternity. God is. The psalmist tells us in Psalm 14, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Please note where he says it, in his heart. That is, he says there is no God simply because he does not wish to believe that there is a God. Now there is a God, and a man that denies a fact simply because he does not wish to believe it is a fool. There is abundant proof of the existence of God, so abundant that no man can sit down and consider the proof thoroughly and honestly without acknowledging the existence of God. Nature proves the existence of God. All through nature, there are marks of creative intelligence. Everywhere in nature, you find order, symmetry, law. You can study nature in the tiniest detail, or you can study nature in the vast. It makes no difference. Everywhere, you find the marks of intelligence and creative design. You may take your microscope and turn it down upon the minutest forms of life. Everywhere, there is adaptation to end, to purpose, to design. The man of science will tell you that in the smallest structure discernible by the most powerful microscope, he finds perfect beauty and most perfect adaption and circumstances for ordered life. Or take your telescope and turn it to the heavens. Everywhere, you see order, symmetry, law, intelligence, design, all proving an intelligent creator of the material universe in which we live. Suppose I show you my watch and ask, do you believe it has a maker? You would say, certainly. But why? Did you see it made? No. Did you ever see a watch made? No. Then why do you believe it has a maker? Because everything about it indicates an intelligent maker hands. Figures upon the face, case, winding apparatus, everything about the watch proclaims that it had an intelligent maker. Suppose I replied, you are mistaken. The watch had no intelligent maker. The watch came to be by accident, by a lucky accidental concurrence of atoms dancing through endless ages, until at last, in the age in which you find it, they danced into the present form. Thus the watch came to be. Your remark would be, that man may think he is highly educated, but he talks like a fool, and you would be right. Yet there are no such marks of intelligent design in that watch as in this material universe. 
one very small part of nature, your own eye, is a far more wonderful structure than any watch. But if some man would stand up and say that this wonderful universe in which we live came into being by a fortuitous concurrence of atoms which danced around through the endless ages until they danced into their present form, they would call him a philosopher. In the ordinary affairs of life, he would be called a philosopher.